Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Football Monday. Welcome aboard National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Please hit the like button. What a great weekend for football. Look, I know other sports are going on like baseball. People are jockeying for a position when it comes to the playoffs. Great to see the Phillies are sitting in the two-hole when it comes to the wild card. But football was dominant over the weekend. Man, I, I, I must have just sat one day and had the NFL Network on the entire day until I went to bed. And it was great. The access, the preseason games, I think, are better than they've been in the past for whatever reason. Um, you, you got a good sense of some teams and their rosters. Look, that's what I was looking at most of it over the weekend was the rosters, and most notably the game that we all cover, and that is the Eagles and the Jets. I want to get into that. We're going to start off there real quick here, but what a great weekend. It was, without a doubt, a fantastic Weekend for football. Okay. Let me start this out by saying this. A.J. Brown plays like his hair is on fire. That guy doesn't take a down off. Here's some of the takeaways that I have. Then we'll get to you guys here in a second. A.J. Brown does not take plays off. And like I said, he plays like his hair is on fire. Sense of urgency. He's a baller. That guy, you know how sometimes we used to watch Randy Moss when the play wasn't going his way? he just take the play off. He'd tip it off. Not that guy. That guy's involved in the run game. That guy's involved in blocking downfield for his guys. He is a player that plays with an edge. And that is exactly what that group needed from a year ago. The energy that A.J. Brown Puts in that eagle huddle is contagious. They were playing all with a sense of urgency. Let's start with Jalen Hurts. Look, I'm going to start it out here. You're not getting medals from Dan Cilio here on a Monday against the Jets. They're an improving roster, the Jets. He did what he was supposed to do. Congratulations. You scored against the Jets. I told you this. Those aren't the games that I'm gauging Jalen Hurts on for 2022 or preseason Jet games. It's a non-factor game. Hey, he did his job. Congratulations. No pats on the back for that. Did the offense look crisp? Absolutely. Did the O-line look good? Absolutely. Did Jalen get the ball to where it needed to? Absolutely, congratulations, you didn't rob a bank. Show me this against Dallas, Green Bay, Minnesota, and Arizona. You do not get pats on the back for exhibition football against the New York sorry-ass Jets. 
I don't know where people are going with this. He looked fabulous against the Jets. Great. Fantastic. You do not get respect for playing against the Jets. You do not. It's more of a slap in the face to give a guy credit against the Jets. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep moving the offense. He was perfect. Great against the Jets. Okay? Rent is due in September. Absolutely. Versus that Lions team. Look. Great. Offense, the ones look good. Fantastic. I got a hit list and takeaways here. Okay? Like I said, beating the New York Jets is not going to get Jalen Hurts a starting job in 2023. It's nice beginning. You want to go into every single game with the notion that, hey, get this, let's play hard. Love the fact that he got hit on the sidelines, bounced right up. Jordan Mulata's over there protecting him like it was a hockey game. Fantastic. All of that. It's expected for a good team. That's how good teams play. You, you want to watch a shitty team? Watch the Dallas Cowboys. That's a shitty team. I'll get to that a little bit later. Okay, the Cowboys. 17 penalties, 129 yards and penalty yards. I mean, that's not going to cut it. That's not going to cut it. Cowboys, their depth looks terrible. I know their frontline guys didn't play, but you're at least looking for effort. That was lack of effort. Jordan Davis, he's out of shape. However, When he's in there, I heard Barrett talking about him earlier today. When he's in the game, he creates a new line of scrimmage. And early on when they had him in, he was on the second tier. God, do you know how great that is for linebackers? For them to be able to scrape the lanes going down the sidelines like that? He was spectacular. Um, He started playing high a little bit later on in his reps. That usually comes from fatigue. We'll talk more about the coaching here in a second, but hey, every time that he engaged when it came to the guy in front of him, he was the dominant force. He looks better than advertised. Okay? I thought he was really good at Georgia. I didn't think he was going to translate into being able to grab the... He was grabbing guys like Adama Katsu did earlier in his career when he was in Detroit. He looked like Adamic and Sue, but bigger. Sue created a second line of scrimmage. I think Adamic and Sue's best years were in Detroit. And to me, he played like that. He, he was impressive pressing the guy. Even when the guy got front side on him, he's so large, he was pushing the guy into the second level. Very good. Very good. High marks for him. Big Sills gives him high marks. Okay. And by the way, let me go back on Jalen. Jalen gets high marks. Jalen gets high marks. 
He was very effective. I don't want to miss that. He was effective. N'Kobe Dean, I'll tell you one thing. N'Kobe Dean looks awful tiny out there. But I'll tell you what, he plays like Bob Sanders. Remember the old defensive back that played for the, um, the Colts? Who every time he slammed into somebody, this guy wrecked himself? I see why he has shoulder injuries. Man, he lit that tight end up. He, he filled that gap and that fit, and he showed me he can read on the play run. He gets it. He was reading his keys. I thought he did a really fine job. I just don't know how much he can hold up. Now, look, Denzel Perriman is not a big guy. And he's played a boatload of years. Swear to you, when Denzel Perriman was with the Chargers, he came walking towards me. I thought he was a safety. I, I couldn't believe how small he was. But he's played um, an exceptional amount of years, and he plays hard. Dean showed me he's going to be a player, too. Really fine. I mean, the fits that he had, again, though, but I would say this. I thought all of them looked a little gassed, and that's why they ended up having the Jets come back on them. We'll talk more about that here in a second. As I've told you, I think Kaiser White has been the star camp. That guy can play, and he's in shape. He jumped that route. By the way, Zach Wilson just tips his route so much. He's terrible at it. I mean, kid, at least look in the stands at a MILF and then turn around and look back at your wide receiver. Find the greatest-looking MILF you can in the seats and find her because we know you like that as well. But, dude, don't look down these wideouts like that. You're going to get them killed. And linebackers like White, who are experienced, are going to jump the routes like that. He tipped every pass off. If you've got any NFL experience, you're going you're gonna to read that. He just kept like he was at BYU still. Dude, got to be better. Then he ends up getting hurt. I think it's the same knee on a non-contact play. I mean, I don't know. I look at Zach Wilson. He's got a nice arm. But, man, I don't know if he's, if he's going to get it. I mean, I just don't see it. Dude, you tipped your passes the entire game. The entire game, Jonathan Cannon really didn't have to do anything creative because guys were reading the quarterback's head almost the entire game. Kaiser White's played great. Jonathan Gannon now. By the way, I'm giving you my takeaways, and then we're going to go to what you guys have to say here in a second, okay? Please hit the like button. Thank you, guys. Jonathan Gannon. Got to get these guys in better shape. Got to get them in better shape. The reason that the Jets came back, that team is not conditioned good enough, especially on the defensive side. I don't believe outside of Kaiser White that there's one defender that can play 60 minutes of football right now. I, I don't believe it. They need to do some extra running. They need to do some extra conditioning. Hell, have an entire day of running. That team's not in shape. You allowed him to come back. Players were playing high. And, again, a little bit too soft in the zones for me. Little, little, A little soft. Four yards off the ball. Come on, guy. You're supposed to have these press corners. 
this new invention called the defensive pass rush. Get up on them guys. Jam them guys. What are you playing four yards off the ball for? Dude, slide up. Do something. And get in better shape. Conditioning was a factor for the Eagles. You're supposed to beat the piss out of the Jets. By the way, you're going to have a better pass rushing football team this week with the Browns, and you're going to have a better football team and a better roster. Okay? You're going to have a better roster. This is one of the teams that, if Watson was healthy, would be considered a Super Bowl contender. This won't be the roadkill landfill Jets. This is going to be a good football team. Miles Garrett gets after people. They do, okay? There's that, that, I think the controlled scrimmage, I think it's Wednesday. That's going to be a good thing, and then they play Sunday. Yeah, got to get in better shape. Them half-hour practices, it reared its head in that game. Cam Jurgens is as advertised, and he looks like a replica Jason Kelsey. I mean, he's got a nasty streak to him. He gets up on the second level. He has great hands. He's a little bigger than Jason Kelsey. And I got to tell you, man, I was pleasantly surprised by his play. Great hand placement, ran the offensive line, odd even, Odd even is this. If you've got two defensive tackles, that's an odd front. An even front, or excuse me, even front is the two DTs on the guards. Odd front is the nose. Thought he did a good job going back and forth and setting the offensive line. He was really good in that. His blocking, then he jumped on that one guy. Really good stuff, man. Really, really, really good stuff. And the way that they were able to get him and get him some reps, he looks like a ball player. He's he's good. He's good. Uh, I, I, and I was I was impressed with it too, on how he was, how he was, how I was able to get up on another level there. The coaching, yeah, Sirianni I thought was and his coaching staff was organized on the sidelines. Um, didn't have a lot of pre-snap penalties. Everything was very organized. Again. Conditioning is a factor for the Eagles right now. They need to be a team that is, I wouldn't say concerned about it here on the 15th. You still got a couple weeks, but they need to run some gassers. You have to run some gassers here, man. I mean, that's why you saw Jordan Davis starting to play high late in the game or late in his reps. Like right now, I don't think Jordan Davis could get past 20 reps in a football game and be productive. That guy needs to be playing around 40 reps. Okay. And as the game went on, you saw conditioning take its toll on them. So Jalen played well, looked good. He was effective, moved the chains, got up from a big hit. Jordan Davis, better than advertised in my book here. I'll give you my game balls and my grades. Does Jalen get a game ball? No, it's the Jets. Jordan Davis does. I give Jalen, no, an A. 
Jordan Davis. A B, because he's not in shape. A, if he was in shape, his technique was great. N'Kobe Dean, A. I, I, I thought there was like one or two plays where he allowed the guard on his front side. Kaiser White, A. He's a ball player, man. Best acquisition in the offseason next to A.J. Brown. And as I said about A.J. Brown, what's impressive about him, and I watched him, and I went back and watched the game again, every single freaking play that he's on an NFL field, he plays like his hair's on fire. That is hard to beat. When you got 53 guys with their hair on fire, it's hard to beat. It's an attitude. Gannon, we'll see. Nice start. Not in the best condition. Still a little too light on the corners. We'll see. Still soft. Jurgens, outstanding. Outstanding. Some good stuff in this game. Please hit the like button. Muhammad, Jordan Davis is strong like an ox. He really did. He pushed that line of scrimmage back, and I thought he was spectacular. Steven says it was a preseason game. Every team's conditioning is off. I don't give a shit about every other team, Steven. I care about the Eagles. That's for other teams to be concerned about. Concerned about your own self. Get in shape. Look, it takes no athletic ability to be in shape and know where you're supposed to line up. The Eagles knew exactly where to line up, which is great. Got to be in better shape. And I agree with you, Stephen, not to be a jackass, okay? But, I mean, I don't care about other teams. Run more. Run in your off time. You don't have to have a coach on your ass like a parrot telling you you need to be in better shape. If you're watching yourself on game film and you saw yourself on film, there were lows out there. There were lows in high play. I watched it. I saw it, especially in the second half. Okay? Game speed, conditioning, whatever. It's code. Look like a dynasty, Sills. Okay, Kyle. Hey, Way to build your dynasty off the Jets preseason game. I'm good. I'm good. Those are some of my takeaways. Again, though, man, I mean, when I'm thinking of Jonathan Gannon here, still a little bit too, I hate to use the word soft because they didn't play soft. Okay? Still too, you know, still like, It's not soft. I'm trying to come up with a word. Okay? How about safe? Press those guys, man. You got Bradbury now and Slay. Press them dudes. Okay? Tape, you're right. Tape, you make $15 million a year. You come in out of shape? That's unacceptable. Yeah, but, but... Again, remember something. They're, they're, not, they're not conditioning. It just doesn't seem in practice that they're doing any conditioning. 
I don't know how you get ready for a season and you don't condition yourself. Jordan Mulata looked great too, by the way. Dank says, I think Jalen showed what he did last year in that drive. Just has to do it more. That's the key. Again, Dank, like I said, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to gauge him more against, well, he probably won't play after that hit now versus the uh, Browns because they don't want to take any chances of putting, I thought Minshew looked good. Okay, I thought he looked decent. I didn't think he looked bad. I don't think he did himself any harm. Jalen Rager, I don't know. There's a rumor going out there. The Broncos have a small interest in him. I don't know how true that is. Just some of my friends in Denver are telling me that there was word going around that the Broncos had inquired, at least on a phone call, to Howie about Jalen Rager. I have no idea what the compensation would be or even if it's a second call yet. But supposedly there's a, there was a conversation on Friday about Jalen Rager potentially going to the Broncos. So I, 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 I just, I don't, I couldn't confirm it. But one guy that I really respect a lot in Denver said that, um, yeah, I mean, he knows people in the front office and he's saying they're, they're looking for wideouts around the league. Rager is just one of five guys that they've inquired about too. And also Cole Beasley, who's still on the street. They've also inquired on what his conditioning is right now. So Jalen Rager's name came up in Denver on Friday. I just don't know how strong it is right now. Gannon on the hot seat. All these coaches are on the hot seat. Why would you have interest? I don't know. I wouldn't have any interest. I'll be, I'll be shocked if he survives the cut tomorrow. That'd be their first opportunity to whack him would be tomorrow. Jalen Rager making the team. Get this. The Turks coming for him. It's just a matter of when. He doesn't, he doesn't probably think it's coming here this early in camp. First cut. Now, first cut could give him an opportunity to land somewhere else, which you don't want to be is cut on the last cut. Because then you got a holiday and you got to clear waivers, and most teams have their 53 set by the time Tuesday rolls around. So you you've got to. Hope maybe you get cut early in the process. If I was Jalen Rager and I was told already, I might even my agent go to Howie and say, am I making this team? You might as well cut me now. If I'm Jalen Rager, I I might want to be cut now. Let me see if I get picked up on waivers by somebody. And let me see if I can stick with another football team. I would not want to go through the entire process with the Eagles and wait until the Labor Day cut. That's... Not what I would want at all. Okay? They're not cutting a first-round pick? Yeah, but let me tell you, Jay. Right now, that first-round pick, in my opinion, the roster spot's more important. Are you going to keep nine offensive linemen or are you going to keep more linebackers? More linebackers, they may need. You know why? Because of special teams, they haven't really addressed all that well. This offseason, and where do you get the majority of your special teams, guys? You get them from you get them from the linebacking and the defensive backcourt. So to me, 
that roster spot is very important, especially with how many talented offensive linemen they have in the building. You may want to keep nine guys. Why would I want to cut a guy who is going to get snatched up right away and you got the best offensive line coach in the National Football League, Jeff Stoutland, coaching this kid up, and all of a sudden you see one of these guys get on the open market? Why would you let loose of that so you would keep a first-round draft choice just to save face? That's not winning football. That's not winning football. To me, Jalen Rager's roster spot is more valuable than the player. Okay? I'm not passing out free chairs. There's only 53 of them chairs in 32 rooms in the world. I'm not giving one of those chairs up for a guy because he was drafted in the first round and has sucked out loud for three years. I am not doing that. Two years ago, one year ago, okay, I'm giving you the benefit. We'll see if you can climb into your NFL skin and become a player. It's over, kid. It's over in Philly, at least. He, there is nothing Jalen Rager can do to save his job right now. Nothing. Except this. Howie Roseman giving him a free chair in the building. Which he's known to have done. Okay? Which he's known to have done. Derek Barnett does not belong on that team. Okay? He doesn't. Does not belong on that team. J-Jaw does not belong on that team. There's three roster spots you could, you could use for linebackers and O-linemen. Seth says, how he does stuff like that, Sills. Yeah, well, and, and you're passing out valuable roster spots right now to guys who can help your team and your salary cap. Because remember this, I tell people this all the time. Half the league is made up of late round and undrafted players. Why? Because you've got to balance your cap. You don't balance your cap with first, second, and third rounders. Look how many late round draft choices the Eagles have on their roster. Shit, their, line, their quarterback is a second round pick, making 1.1. The value of Jalen Hurts as a player right now is monster. You're getting a $30 million player right now for $1.1 million. You better take full advantage of it and keep in J-Jaw and Jalen Rager and Derek Barnett on your football team defeats the entire process. Defeats the entire process. That's a good roster. I guess where I'm animated here on this is don't waste it because you're on the threshold of doing something great here. You're on the brink of something great. Every move you make moving forward as you get closer to September is needed to be done with strategy in mind. Okay? You've got to listen to what's going on here. Those three roster spots could be given out to players that deserve to be on the team. You don't deserve to be on the team because you were first round or second round draft choice. Carson Wentz goes, happens everywhere. Again, don't waste Jalen 
Hertz's contract. And I'll say something to you here, Carson Wentz. Very seldom are the Eagles going to be in a position where their quarterback is not killing them in their salary cap. They are in a place right now that they haven't been for three years. Okay? Are you completely taking advantage of it? I would say they are. The way that they're rebuilding the roster, I would say they are. But continue the process. You have a chance of pouring better cement on this 2022 team than you did on the 17 team. The 2017 team's foundation was not built strong enough. It imploded in four years. This has a chance on being here for a while. Because the quarterback and his salary dictate this. You've got draft choices next year. You've got a quarterback on a $1.1 million contract. My friends, Michael Irvin said it last week. The Eagles are on the threshold of potentially building a dynasty. You could be on the brink right now of building a roster like the Bills have. Jalen was perfect from the pocket. Five-star. Yeah. Beat the Packers. Beat the Packers. Beat the Cowboys. Beat the Jets in preseason. Eh. Zach Wilson looked to me to be worse prior to his injury. He looked worse to me than he did a year ago. Bro, when you drop back and you're eyeballing your wide receiver, you're not playing against Utah State any longer, kid. You've got to look these guys off. These guys, these guys read every single thing and every single technique and every single key and every single habit that you have. Going to your mouth, telling me it's going to be a pass. Looking right or left, they'll look and go, he likes to look right when he throws to the right hash. They'll pick all that stuff up. You put a book on these guys and you start putting tendencies together. They've got a guy in the building and in the box that watches player tendencies at the quarterback position on what he does on every play. Manning used to have that habit of going to his mouth when he was going to throw the ball. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. He'd always do that. Everyone knew he was throwing the ball. No matter if he had a play-action set-up formation, you knew he was throwing it. There's a guy in the booth watching all this. 
Old Cole goes, what do you think of Sirianni getting fired up and having his players' backs? I don't know. Great. I don't want my coach fighting. Okay? I want my players fighting for him. I don't want my coach speaking for my quarterback. I was more impressed with Milata getting his ass over there. Get out of here. That's what I want to see. I don't want Jalen Hurts' dad having to stick up for him. I want Jalen Hurts' boys to stick up for him. That's what I'm looking for. I want to see teammates backing you. Remember when Geno Smith got his jaw broken in the Jet locker room? Not one offensive lineman went over there to get his back. That's all I needed to know. That's all I needed to know. Nobody in the Jets locker room got Geno Smith's back after he he got his jaw broken. (laughs) Hey, man. Okay, I'm in that locker room, and I don't see an old lineman getting in some D-lineman's ass because you broke that kid's jaw. That'd be a problem for me, man. You couldn't break my linebacker's jaw like that. So Sirianni getting fired up? Yeah, okay. Nick's a fiery up kind of guy. He's a paisan. Good for him. We will shower Hurts with rubies and fine incense when he wins the East. Don't set your sights, Muhammad, so low. Big pick in Cam Jurgens was absolutely fantastic in that debut of his. He was fantastic. There used to be a guy named Sills on this show who's the new guy. He sucks. Joseph, I'm giving you my assessment of what I saw against the Jets. You want me to lie? Okay, the team sucked. They didn't. They didn't suck. I want to see my coach throw hands. Okay, old Cole. (laughs) You want to see your coach throw hands like Buddy Ryan? All right. Hey, Cam Jurgens. As advertised. As advertised. Absolutely. As advertised. So you 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 take away from this, okay? You take away from this a really good way to start it. Six for six, 158.3 quarterback rating. Against the Jets, great. That's what you need. Okay? That's exactly what you have to have. I saw Gardner Minshew with 130 rating last year against that same Jets team in a real game. So let's let's put everything in perspective here. Okay? Minshew in a game that mattered against that same Jets team played exceptionally well against them. So put everything in context here. Minshew's game against the Jets was more impressive than what Jalen's drive was because that game mattered. It was a win on the road. Let's put that in there. Jalen played great. Minshew played against that same team in in the regular season and wiped the floor up with them. Goddard have 100 yards? Some, somebody had 100 yards receiving? 
They blew that team off the field. Yeah, but hey, Jay, it's just the Jets. But that's the kind of performance you want from Jalen. You should kill those teams. But again, backslaps for the Jets? Not here. Not yet. Backslaps on the road, Ford Field. Then you start getting the true backslaps. Then you get game ball. Then you start to show yourself. Great. Hey, watch this. Let me back up and sign it on the line. A start you should be expecting every single week against inferior teams. I don't know what people want me to say. Man, he was great. Again, I'm not impressed with the Jets. You know, you get into a fist fight with tomato cans and you beat them all up and then you fight Tyson and get the doors knocked off you. That's what the Eagles were a year ago. Okay? I thought today we would expect more and raise expectations. Let's elevate the expectations of the team. Okay? Sills, we're supposed to do that. Amen. Amen. We'll get into some of the games. I saw some teams. Like, like we're going to hit on the Cowboys, too. Um, that Cowboy team in depth? I don't know. Concern about strong safety and tight end number two position. What are your thoughts? Bon, I think the depth on the Eagle team is good. They're just not in shape. They've got to get in better shape and better conditioning, in my opinion. Minshew had command. Never saw that last year with Jalen. Remember something, though. Minshew's playing against twos and threes. Take that into consideration with Gardner Minshew. No rip on him, but he's playing with twos and threes, and he's playing against twos and threes. So you're going to look, if you're an experienced quarterback, you may look a tad bit better than the starter. I I don't think he looked better than Jalen. Did you expect to pass the first play? Why not in exhibition football try it? Why not? It's part of the game that's got to increase if the Eagles are going to go far. And I'm not talking about winning the weak-ass East. I'm talking about being a player, a top-14 in the NFC. There's going to have to be games you win from the pocket. Okay? Yeah, Jalen Rager, I don't know. I, 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 I just don't know. I'll tell you one more time, though. I have to say this. I, I, I am really impressed with A.J. Brown, and I'm impressed with him away from the ball. Dude, he hits people. If you've got your head on a swivel out there and you think that guy's going to take a football playoff, A.J. Brown's going to come hunting you down. He's going to come hunting you down, man. That guy can play. He can play. Browns are up next. Controlled scrimmages on Wednesday and then a Sunday game with the Browns. We'll look around the rest of the NFL. 
little bit more on Jonathan Gannon, too. He's in my bullseye number one. But, hey, friends, always remember this. Our friends at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free, if you're hurt or injured on the job, this is where you want to go when it comes to getting fair compensation for you and your family. Last 30 years, Morgan & Morgan has collected over $13.5 billion worth of compensation for their clients. And for the people is not a slogan. This is who they are. Look, they have over 800 attorneys and offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida. My friends, Morgan & Morgan's the biggest law firm in the country, and there's no such thing as this. A small case, a fender bender. Nobody's getting intimidated with John Morgan at Morgan & Morgan. Do me a favor. Please call him at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, you tell them Big Sill sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan, forthepeople.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
Welcome back, National Football Show. With your boy, Big Sales. Hey, somebody confirmed that trade to Atlanta. If that just went down here, let me know if the Eagles have traded JJ to the Atlanta Falcons. I'd like to know that because I reached down there to um, Rich McKay and get some uh, word on that. Let me know if he was traded to. Oh, you mean the Seahawks? Traded him to the Seahawks. Okay, so was he traded to the Seahawks? Jay Jaw has been traded to the Seahawks. Great. Roster spot. Exactly what I talked about. And here's the one thing, though. Look, here's, here's, listen. Eagles have traded Whiteside to the Seahawks for DB Amandi. Ugo Amadi. Okay. I would say this to you. Let me, before you rip it, because Whiteside was a second round draft choice, right? Okay. You got a player here in the trade. And you're filling a need of depth in your secondary. Great. That's, you don't want to pick. What, a sixth or seventh rounder? That's not going to help the Eagles. The Eagles are trying to build depth here. That's a good move. Kudos to Howie, because you know what he does? He gets a player instead of the pick because he knows a sixth or seventh rounder is not going to help his team. Dude, he doesn't need a sixth or seventh round draft choice next year. How many times do you think you're going to land on Jordan Malad in the seventh round? That is a project. The guy couldn't even know how to put his helmet on. This is a different deal here. Okay, depth. And look what he did. He's now going to keep another defensive back. Linebackers, DBs, special teams. This guy's going to play special teams for the Eagles. This is a special teams move. More so than anything. It's a special teams move. You should be looking at this if you're the Eagles like this. We got better on special teams. And we got better at depth in the secondary. You theoretically save some face here because he's a second-round draft choice. Now, I would try to do the same thing with Jalen Rager. Get a player, if I can, okay? Or he's getting cut because I need that roster spot. Right now, Howie's telling you depth is important to him right now. A sixth or seventh rounder in 2023 or 2024 – doesn't do anything for him. Especially those late picks like that. Okay? It's continuing to build the roster here effectively and efficiently. Kudos. Okay? Sills, so what'd you think about special teams? I didn't really think much about him because I didn't really think much about the Jets. Okay, I thought the Jets were unorganized. I thought their sideline looked terrible. I thought their team kind of gathered a little bit of momentum in the second half of that game against the Eagles. The, to me, the only reason that the Jets came back in that game was because the Eagles are not in the best of shape right yet. Ray, Ryan, Ragers, Ragers, 
roster spot is more important than the cap hit right now. Okay? His, his, his roster spot to the Eagle management team, because get this, you know what Stoutland is telling Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni right now and all the personnel people? I got nine guys, ten guys in my old line that could make this ball team. And I'm not just talking about getting on the uh, practice squad. I'm talking about being a factor where these guys, in case we have catastrophic injuries in the O-line, we got people that can cover it for a bit until people get back healthy. If the Eagles are going to win a Super Bowl this year or an NFC championship, it's going to be because of Jeff Stoughton's line. We still got work to do with Jonathan Gannon. Dude, those, those soft-ass approaches a little bit on covering wide up. Four or five yards still off the ball. Got to be better there. Quality teams will beat you. And you got to be in better shape. You're not getting back in a player for, player for player trade. A player that has Rager's talent. What talent? What Jalen Rager talent? You think 30 yards a game is talent? Okay. Jalen Jalen Rager is next up to try to figure this piece out. But Whiteside's you could never get the value back for Whiteside in a second-round draft choice. So what do you do? You go out and get a body for special teams and depth. It's a no-brainer. You were never going to get a player of a second-round quality on April 15th going into the first cuts. Not happening. It's a strategically well-done move. Okay. Jalen Hurts, fast like a fox. Congratulations. I'm glad he's a fast runner. By the way, that Devin Allen experiment, he'll be cut tomorrow. I don't even think he played, did he? It's not happening. I thought maybe there could be something there for him when it came to special teams. Not happening. He'll be part of the cuts tomorrow, I would think. Keeping Rager is like keeping gonorrhea. <laughs> hey, Joseph, it's just I, I need his roster spot. I'll I'll take the hit when it comes to money. I'll take the hit. Okay? I'll take the hit. I need that roster spot because I got to keep maybe an extra linebacker or I got to keep an extra offensive lineman. I'll take it. Okay? And Xander goes, then you cry about dead cap. Yeah, well, when I've got when I've got quality players, see here, the idea is to accumulate good football players. Not roster spots because, well, you drafted a guy and I should sit here and eat shit for three years. So what are we gonna do? Put Jalen Rager because he's got some cap hit, so that he's on the team for three unproductive years so that we don't have a cap hit. Give me the roster spot. Give me the roster spot. It's the last year of that contract anyway, isn't it? I don't think he has another year. 
Michael says, Sills thought the best thing of the game was Hurts rushing TD called back. To me, that's the worst part of that. He has to be coached the same way that Mike Vrabel is coaching Willis in Tennessee. Win a game, throwing the ball. That Goddard helicopter spin in the air, him diving into the end zone was a, I would put that and put that in my wallet or in my phone for the rest of my life if I was uh, Jalen Hurts because that is how you win ball games. Found his tight end. His tight end smelled the end zone. Helicoptered it in the end zone. Boom, passing touchdown, red zone. Let's go. That's good. Rushing touchdown suck from your quarterback position. Because in the end, you're not going to win Super Bowls on that play. You're going to win it with Montana hitting a guy like John Taylor in the back of the end zone. That's how you're going to win it. Hey, Joseph, Pete Carroll should resign. I don't know what he's doing up there. He should resign. Watch J.J. go up there and have himself a great career. Where'd he play his ball? Stanford? That's right. So he's kind of in the neck of the woods there with um, the Pac-12 and such. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll do something for him because he's back out there on the West Coast. He's a West Coast guy. I met him at the Pac-12 um, press conference a couple years ago. Hell of a kid. Wentz rushing touchdown versus the Rams in 17. Can we trade Gannon for Pete Carroll? That would I would like. Let me let me let me throw this at you here too before I get back to the Eagles here. That Dallas Cowboy football team that I watched and witnessed against the Broncos, 17 penalties for 129 yards. Mike McCarthy is the anchor around that franchise's neck. He gets asked about the penalties. Do you know what penalties are? Lack of discipline. And you know why there's a lack of discipline in Dallas? They think the coach is a joke. They think the head coach is a joke. He's got no autonomy to get in anyone's ass or hold them accountable. That coach cannot go to players and get in their ass in any way because Jerry Jones is the Hidden coach on that team. That's a shame. 17 penalties would make me unhinged. Let me tell you about two things that make me go unhinged. Penalties, missed tackles. Because penalties is most of the time pre-snap stuff. Bro, it takes no talent to know when to line up and when the ball snapped, especially when you're on offense. How in the world can you have 17 penalties for 129 yards? Look at what you gave up in field position. Just in mentality, you gave up an entire field and a third. Dude, you can never win games like that. You're constantly behind the sticks. That is the prime Identity of the Dallas Cowboys for the last 27 years. 
you could put all the talent on the field and on the roster that the Cowboys have put on for the last almost 30 years. But when you continually do stuff like that, there's no chance of you ever advancing in the playoffs. Good teams don't advance like that. They just don't. Ryan says that Sills Dallas is going nowhere fast. I completely agree. I said this and I made the prediction. I do not believe the Dallas Cowboys make the postseason. I do not. Okay, I do not think they go. Now, name, I did like that. Sirianni calling out uh, Saley on the sidelines. Penalties are a lack of discipline, but the Cowboys have been known to have a lack of discipline for 30 years. What a joke, man. I watched that game too. And you're just watching penalty after penalty. And then when Mike McCarthy gets asked questions about it after, he, he, gets, a, he, he gets all butthurt because his football team is flopping around out there and they did the same shit last year. Didn't they lead the NFL in penalties? I mean, what did you expect? Better coaching? Jerry Jones doesn't allow it. You can't coach players hard in Dallas. And most players want to be coached hard. Lawrence Taylor was coached hard by Bill Parcells. How many times you see Parcells and LT screaming at one another on the sidelines? Better get your guys' asses together. Better get your guys' asses. And he's like, I'm on it. I'm on it. No, I don't care. You better. I'm on it. How many times you hear Lawrence Taylor and Bill Parcells going back and forth like that? I'm on it. <laughs> Playing with a sense of urgency like A.J. Brown does. Jesse, the Cowboys, you just, hey, if I were a Philadelphia Eagle fan, I would pray to God that Mike McCarthy signs a contract extension and they don't turn that thing over to Sean Payton. I would pray to God that he keeps saying that Mike McCarthy's his guy because Mike McCarthy is the modern-day version of George Seifert. Once Seifert left San Francisco and he went to Carolina, he was completely exposed with a 1-15 in football team. Okay. That Cowboy team was terrible. Was terrible. And again, some of you will go, well, Sills, it was exhibit. Penalties should not happen in scrimmages, exhibition football, or games that matter. If you can't take care of shit in exhibition football, how are you going to flip a switch when the games matter and you got to play the Philadelphia Eagles at Lincoln Financial with all you maniacs screaming at you? How are you playing that game in week six with that crowd on your ass in a game that's probably going to be for first place in the NFC East? Better have your shit together for that game. Or the Eagles are going to give you a wake-up call. By the way, I'm more and more. I, I said the Cowboys would sweep you guys. I don't know, man. I may have to revamp that thing. That was a terrible exp, ex, they They were just all over the place. That exhibition of football that the Cowboys put out there, Against the Broncos, I'd burn the tape. I wouldn't even watch it. I'd run your asses for three hours. 
Joseph, 17 penalties. Dude, seven is something you kind of live with. <sighs> Philly Ian, I'll be there. <laughs> that fan base is there, and you're acting like that. The Cowboys are going to get run off the field. Nate says, we do the sweeping. Just might be. We're going to find out a little bit more about the Eagles this week against Cleveland. Cleveland's got a damn good roster. And they got a heck of an offensive line, too. Yeah, Jeremiah, I think the Cowboys' depth sucks. You know why? I, how many times do I have to say this? And, Jeremiah, I'm not hollering at you here with this. But ch- check it out. You got $20 million and $45 million, $65 million in two guys. Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott. You got $65 million. And you got $10 million across the way in five old linemen. You got $115 million of your salary cap in seven people of your offense. It's impossible to put a team together. Eagles start 10 and 0. I'd pump the brakes on that, old Cole. I'd pump the brakes on that. I'm going to talk a little bit about this Browns team. Also, Deshaun Watson. I liked what I saw with Trey Lance. I'm a pessimistic fool on him. I'll explain. Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson making some things happen. Also, this Browns team that the Eagles are going to be playing on Sunday. Gary Cobb also, my friends, will join us at 4.30 Eastern time from Fox 29. We got a big week lined up already, okay? Tomorrow, Joe Theismann, former NFL MVP, will join us. Then on Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken, I think Wednesday, we got Jared Bell from USA Today, a Pro Football Hall of Fame voter and insider. Mike Quick will be on Thursday, so we're packed all week long. Please hit the like button, hour number two. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you... Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. 
And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. National Football Show, hour number two with Big Sills here on the National Football Show. We'll have Gary Cobb at the bottom of the hour from Fox 29 in Philadelphia. Like he joins us each and every single Monday at 4.30. We're so privileged to have Gary Cobb, the former Eagle, and part of the broadcast team there for Fox 29 in Philadelphia, part of the show each and every single Monday. Um, Andre Dillard getting into fights. You know what happens when a player like that starts to get into multiple fights? He's panicking a little, okay? He's panicking a little. It's okay. You want guys that are on the edge of the chair. I don't want one player in that Philadelphia Eagle, Nova Care Center, thinking his job is safe because I got a guy like that behind you that wants your gig. When you create competition, now look, I don't want it to be a scene where we have to have disciplinary action being taken against the player. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about being a a decisive bad influence on your practice schedule or your practicing habits. I want guys that are ready to fight until someone tells me it's not my job. That's what I want. And Andre Dillard's doing that. Don't get on the kid's ass for that. Joseph, at least he's fighting, unlike Rager. He's fighting to the end. Other teams will see it. He's fighting. Okay? He's fighting for it. Lotus, I'm going to get to your boy Trey Lance here in a minute. Are the Eagles expecting Trey to come back and play? If so, what is his time frame? That's right. Snow, Andre's fighting for his career. It's exactly what everybody in this room would do. When you have an opportunity to play in the National Football League, I admire it. I don't have a problem with it. 
Okay, he's fighting for his NFL career. What would you rather have him do? Surrender? You know, one thing how he can say, at least if the kid's going down swinging, you know the one thing he could say? Well, at least he fought for his job, unlike Rager, who just meandered through being an eagle for three years. It was almost like the only way you knew he was here is when you saw his jersey because you never saw his production. Okay? Okay, may turn out to be not a very good pick. At least he's going down swinging. That's how I'd go down. Hey, man, you're going to take my job and my career away from me? At least let me go down swinging. Don't let me go down standing in the box taking a called strike three. Who in life likes having there, standing there, and all of us sitting there, and we don't even swing at the third strike? I bet everybody listening to me right now knows what I'm talking about. Don't let life pass you by, man. Don't let that called third strike go by you. At least swing at it. Take your shot at the title. Be rocky. So I, I'm all good with that. I did watch the Niner game. Dillard will be in the league. He will be. The Eagles are going to be taking on a Cleveland Browns team that right now is very sensitive. And let me set the stage for you. The equipment manager is a dear friend of mine. I've showed you all my Browns gear, so I'm pretty close to some of the things that are going on inside that locker room. And they have galvanized themselves because of this entire Deshaun Watson story. How would you like to be asked about sexual misconduct every single day after practice when you've been sweating your baguettes off and you got to answer some idiotic media guy's question about what's it like to play in a situation like this with a player like Deshaun. Nobody wants to answer that. I want to answer questions about having to take on Jordan Davis or Fletcher Cox or Hardgrave or any of these players. That's what I want to be talking about. Hey, the Eagles had a really good first outing versus the Jets. What are you expecting in this uh, organized team practice on Wednesday and then on the game on? That's all I want to talk about. And so what I'm understanding, and by the way, he was, he was, he was booed like I hadn't heard a player booed in a long time. Boy, does, I said this and I tweeted this. I think ownership, Jimmy Haslam, Andrew Barry, owe every single player in that Cleveland Brown locker room an apology. And just like Mike Gullick said last week, I'm not suggesting to you that they shouldn't have made that deal because this will all go away. Once this thing goes away, it'll all go away when he gets on the field and starts winning games with the Browns. It'll all go away. Like it did with Roethlisberger. This will go away, but how you have this bumpy ride like this, where it looks like you're just so unprepared. You're, 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 you're causing noise in the locker room that you don't need. And that Browns team right now is taking it personal. Okay? It's taking it personal. By the way, Watson was off, Sydney. I, I, I was not surprised by that. I was not surprised by that. But you're going to get a look at a football player, and I think they're going to play his ass versus the Eagles on Sunday. I think they're going to play him. He may play significant time. 
Because when he comes off this suspension, I believe they may end up getting their eight games. I don't think it's going to be more than that. When he comes off that eight games, he's going to be ready to play. He's going to need reps. And I would, you know what I would do too if I were the Browns? I would figure out if I'm Kevin Stefanski how I can get Jacoby Brissett the playing reps that he needs and also get Deshaun Watson the reps he needs. Maybe you play Jacoby more at the beginning and you play Watson in the end. He's a spectacular talent. Muhammad says Hertz will put Joe Burrow shame this year. That is going to be quite a reach. Hertz has no ability like Burrow. None. Bad comparison. Browns knew they would have backlash from trading for Watson. Yeah, but it's the way they've handled it. From the owner and handling of Baker Mayfield to the whole thing with the players in the locker room, they you know what they needed to do? They needed to have access off limits. They needed to do what the Eagles do, limit press credentials. That's what they needed to do. Sills, would you, what would you give up for Kareem Hunt? A four? A four? I'd love to have him on the Philadelphia Eagle team. That's a true back. Okay? Miles Sanders is not. He's not a true back for today's NFL. You've got to be a catch, pet a pass-catching demon. You're going to be Brian Westbrook today. My, my opinion, you've got to be a pass-catching Brian Westbrook. You could run 1,400 yards to, in between the tackles. Okay? I'd say a fourth-rounder from Howie. I'd give that up for him. Plus, you could play Kareem Hunt, or you could pay, play Miles Sanders, who you're moving off of anyway. They booed Watson before. That game was, I I could not believe it. Spa says, yeah, just watch the take charge this year, guys, that looked real good last year and won't look as good this year. Mark my words. Yeah, because there's a different game plan on you now. By the way, don't forget Gary Kopp and Fox 29 at the bottom of the hour. I I, Look, this Browns team that they're playing on Sunday, I would like to get another rep or a series of reps for Jalen against this Browns team. I would because that's a good football team. Hey, Clowney resigned with them, right? So you got Miles Garrett and you got Jadavian Clowney as your pass rushers. I'd like to see that. Series? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I doubt they'll play him, though, after that hit. By the way, it was a cheap shot. It was a total cheap shot on Jalen going up the sidelines. But NFL referees have a tough time with that style of football. How many times have you seen players that are running quarterbacks 
just get lit up like that on the sidelines. They have all the way back to Cam Newton not knowing how to legislate that type of style of play. Until the NFL gets a new style of court of um, referees like they do in college, the NFL needs to hire more college referees. These old guys that are ref in the NFL games today, in my opinion, you're not you're not understanding these new mobile quarterbacks that are coming out of the college ranks now, and you don't know how to legislate. It's like when Shaquille O'Neal came out of college out of LSU. They just sha- they just hacked Shaq and they was hack a Shaq every single night. It was unwatchable basketball. How many times did you watch Shaq go to the free throw line for 25 shots and you go, this is not entertaining? It's the same thing with the NFL refs. They still, if I have, watch this, every time I see a 25-year veteran guy refing a Jalen Hurts game, Jalen's going to be, again, at a disadvantage. Because when he takes off, that referee is more of a drop-back style guy. That's what he has legislated on the field his entire 25 years, not the running guy. And the running guy, you need to protect more actually than the seven-step guy because it's part of – and by the way, the one thing the NFL has done is they want to make sure now, get this, that they lighten up a little bit when it comes to the illegal contact on quarterbacks. Dude, nobody wants to see Nick Foles versus Case Keenum in a Super Bowl. And I say that with respect to Nick because I'm talking backups. Nobody wants to see backup quarterbacks in a Super Bowl game. They want to see the faces of the league. Razor, that's my contention. When did division first, before you start talking how good he was against the Jets? Six for six, 158 quarterback ranking, rating. Great. Am I, what is, what am I, how am I supposed to take that? Versus the Jets who will win four games this year. That Jets team will be a top five lottery pick team. So before, and, and Gardner Minshew ate that team up last year as a quarterback for the Eagles. He ate them up in a game that mattered. His game was more impressive than what Jalen Hurts was. Isn't that crazy? People forget that. He had less talent in the offense, and he looked more impressive than what Jalen did. And it was a game, a regular season NFL game. Minshew looked better. But you don't want to say that now because you know what people all say, well, what do you mean he looked better? Well, he did. And it was a football game. This is an exhibition game. We'll see. I can't wait to hear what Gary said. I mean, I'm going to lay it out, and I won't I won't lead him. Man, stop that shit. What? Stop what? Hey, Dank. Okay, it was just the Jets with Minshew, too. Hey, will somebody do me a favor? Give me what Gardner Minshew's stats were against the Jets last year. Somebody tell me what his stats were. 
be interested in here to see what his stats were in a game that mattered. And let's not forget, the Eagles went up to New York and got beat by Daniel Jones, I think, the week before. Ain't no way. Yeah, he did. It was the football game that mattered last year. Okay, you're right. Dank, that's not true. Was Gardner Minshew 20 of 25 for 242 yards and two touchdowns versus that same Jets team in a regular season game? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't, that can't be true. Dank, you made that up. Dank, you made that up. There's no way. Gardner Minshew was 20 of 25 for 242 and two touchdowns. There's no way. Please say, Dank, you made that up. Okay? But tell me, please, you made that up. Adam, don't tell me. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, what was that quarterback ranking? What was the rating on that one? And, and it was a regular season ball game. Dallas Goddard's best game as a pro, really. So what are we saying here? Six for six. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to end that. Hey, wait a minute. I may even start that with G. Cobb. Hey, man, you know, Gardner Mitchell was 20 of 25, a backup quarterback versus that same Jets team for almost 250 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> Holy cow. Oof. Come now, Seals. You know better. What? No. 20 of 25 in a regular season ball game is pretty good. Shit, if you go 20 of 25 in a regular season NFL ball game, week in and week out, you'll win every game you're in. N91 goes, you're really acting like a clown now comparing Hertz's performance, even if it didn't mean anything. My point is, it didn't mean anything. Gardner Mitchell's performance versus the Jets was better because it was a regular season ball game, is all I'm saying. And we're surprised. How come we're surprised by Jalen's effort? How come we're surprised by it? The day I'm not surprised by an effort like that is the day he's here. It's the days here. Agreed. Xander, agreed. It's goofy. It's a dumbass argument. Right. It's six snaps. I'm not, hey, by the way, let me circle back here. I'm not talking shit on Jalen. I swear to you. But I'm not going to give kudos for a game that doesn't have any, anything. And, 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 and Xander's right. This is kind of goofy here a little bit. Garner Mitchell played great in a football game last year. 20 of 25, 242. I don't give a shit if you hate the kid or not. Any quarterback that goes 20 of 25 for 250, 242 yards, two touchdowns is a good day. <sighs> I don't care if one pass went to God. Dude, I'm getting out of this argument. It's not really even an argument. It's goofy. Eagle man, Dan is up. 
I, I gave, I started my program out by saying, Hey, wait a minute. So wait a minute, Eagle man, how much are you going to give? Let me hear your assessment on how, let me hear some of your assessments on how Jalen hurts played on Friday night. Data incomplete. I don't think so. He did everything he was supposed to do. I think that's Xander and I are saying the same thing. 158 QB rating. He did everything that was asked of him, which is a great start. Who's the most popular player on an NFL team? I don't give a shit about Gardner Minshew. I don't care about him. Gary Cobb, bottom of the hour. Fox 29, Philadelphia. Hopefully we're able to connect with him here in a couple minutes here. I'd love to get his comments on what he saw. Are you, dude, Josh Allen, come on. Eagle man, well, Dan, Hurts can always go to another team if he's that good. His highest value is going to be in Philadelphia. Let's not worry about going to another team right now. Okay, let's let's concern ourselves with Jalen playing for the Eagles in 2022. That's not a reality. Let's get him ready for the Lions game on the road against a very hungry football team in Detroit. I actually watched Detroit. Man, they play hard. There's no doubt the Eagles have a better roster. They're deeper. And they should win that ball game. But it's going to be a 60-minute football game. Okay? 60-minute ball game. Happy we have a good back. Hey, Patrick. Amen. Patrick, you have one of the great substitute teachers in the game, and I think Indianapolis has the other one. I do. I do. I think in case of catastrophic um, injury to Jalen Hurts, I think you have one of the best substitute teachers right now in the league, in Gardner Minshew. Absolutely. That's why Howie didn't want to let him loose. Teams were constantly calling about him, and there's no question about it, man. He's a good backup. Eagles are going to wax Detroit's effing ass. We'll see. The Ravens, too. Hunley's, hey, Deuce, I love that kid. Tyler Hunley, I love him. I think he's a heck of a football player. I Every single time I watch that kid from the Ravens get on a football field, I am so impressed with him. I really, man, I, I, I enjoy watching him play football. He's a competitor. Plays his ass off. Big fan of his. Hey, Lotus, I know you're coming in from San Francisco. Let me throw this at you here. Thought Trey Lance played well. I did. I thought Kyle Shanahan did a nice job with him. I think that for what it was, that deep pass that he had down the sideline, I thought he played well, man. And, hey, um. A believer that I think that the 49ers have made a mistake by moving off of Garoppolo. I think the kid played well, man. And Kyle Shanahan really did a nice job, in my opinion, of putting him in a position to really succeed. 
They went tight end, tight end, back, deep pass, deep pass, tight end, back. They had a nice little rhythm in how they play called. I thought it was really well done. I mean, there was a sequence in how Kyle Shanahan calls plays. You can see it. I, I like to do it this way, and this is a Belichick thing that he likes to do. Uh, deep pass is two, tight end one, back will be a four or whatever. And sometimes you go, if you're a play caller, two, two, one, two, three, four, four, three, two, two. Depending on, you've got to try to find a sequence of how your quarterback is playing. Is he better in the short game today? Is he better throwing the slot? Is he better throwing the back? So the back's getting more space. What you're trying to figure out is where your athleticism beats the opposing team's athleticism. Are you stronger going over the top? Shanahan started figuring out intermediate passing game and over the top was going to beat that team that they were playing. And so he started figuring it out. You could sense he's got a good, he's got a good feel for the game. Okay. I thought, I, I thought he had a really good sense of it. Who was a better career, Jordan Davis or Kyle Hamilton? Again, I thought Jordan Davis, he just got to get in better shape. The whole team, actually, not just Jordan. Got to get in better shape. Okay? Got to get in better shape. Uh, they, you know, you saw him starting to play high as the game went on. Um, I thought you were, you saw him early on. He was at his best. I think you really have to do a great job at managing. It's like a pitch count for him right now, in my opinion. I think it's more like a pitch count. Um, but I thought he played well. Created a new line of scrimmage. Kid looks like a force. And by the way, for the 13th pick in the draft, for him to step on a field like that and control the line of scrimmage the way he did, I mean, he – Listen, let me just say this to you. Like I said earlier, he, he has the same kind of country strength like Adama Katsu has. And if you play with leverage at 6'6", the way he did in that first part of the series that he was looking at his best, he could take one of those jobs from somebody. I don't know. He, but I'll tell you what, you keep playing like that, you're going to take somebody's job. You keep pushing and you're allowing Kaiser White and you're allowing the Kobe Dean and TJ Edwards to scrape that lane and get up and down the sideline like that. My opinion, um, you're going to make things happen. That I tell you what, their triangle right now. I don't Hardgrave may be the odd man out here. He may be the odd man out. Because me, if I'm Jonathan Gannon, I want them two horses in the middle in there. And I may even play a tilt th um, 43. Guy tilts the nose, you put him in a three technique, and you're just making and wreaking havoc there. And that triangle, you're pushing that triangle to the second level there. That looked pretty damn impressive. The Kobe Dean, by the way, too, he's a tiny dude. But he sure lights you up, man. I loved what he did with that tight end. Man, he... He filled that gap with that tight end, and he put that tight end on his back. Dude, he hit that guy, and he filled that gap. He filled his responsibility. That's called bringing the wood.
When you see that on film and you see a guy who's got a responsibility of blocking you and you put that guy on his back, that's what you want to do here. We're efforting our friend Gary Cobb. Hopefully we're able to connect with him here in a minute. Each and every Monday we catch up with our guy, Gary Cobb, at around this time. So hopefully we're able to catch up with him. There's a lot of things going on, obviously. Eagle conversation um, is front and center today. Fletcher's the odd man out. We'll see as we get closer. Okay? We'll see. Yeah, Gary might just be running a little bit late here. Might just be running a little bit late. Why don't we take a time out here? Hit the like button, guys. Hey, our good friends at Morgan & Morgan, don't forget, guys, this is where the fee is free. Means this, they're not going to get paid unless you get paid, okay? Getting the fair compensation is exactly what happens when you are hurt or injured on the job. Morgan & Morgan is there for you. Like I said, for the people is not a slogan. This is who they are, and this is what they do. They represent clients, and they have been for the last 30 years to the tune of $13.5 billion. With over 800 attorneys in offices in Philadelphia, New York, and in Florida, Morgan & Morgan is there to do battle for you guys, and I say this to you all the time with great respect. They will never be intimidated when it comes to representing you and your family. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Call us free. Consultation is free. 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. And do me a favor. When you call Morgan & Morgan, tell them Big Sill sent you. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. When you're hit from behind in a car crash, the insurance company may try to say, you can't possibly be hurt. It was only a few miles an hour. It's simply not true. You see, here's the thing. Getting hit at 10 miles per hour is like falling off of this. 15 miles per hour, like this. And only 25 miles per hour, this. Injured, dial pound law. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. 
Is the length of the glass equal to your- You betcha. But is it made out of- Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rip- Smooth? Will you stop doing- That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Stills. We are efforting our friend, Gary Cobb. Hopefully, we're able to catch up with him. Until then, we welcome you guys in. Please hit the like button. Thank you so much. Could a changing of the guard be going on now in the NFC East? Um, Boy, I'll tell you. As organized as Philly looked against the Jets, the Cowboys looked completely unorganized on the other side. There's too many roosters in the hen house in Dallas. You know, there seems to be a structure, at least in Philly. Here. Maybe it's because they've surrendered authority in that building. Howie's got complete say. But because Nick Sirianni's Howie's guy, Nick Sirianni is going to fall in line with what Howie is looking for and how to coach his roster. This is where I think the problem is in Dallas with the head coach. See, you can do that with authority. And the players in Philadelphia, I think, at least what they've done, they respect. How about this? To me, the players in Philadelphia respect Nick Sirianni more than the players in Dallas, respect Mike McCarthy. And Mike McCarthy has a Super Bowl ring. You know what people are saying? And Do you know what people are saying now about Mike McCarthy in Dallas? Well, he won that ring because Aaron Rodgers. It's not because of that clock management of his or the way that he runs his football team. Mike McCarthy does not do a very good job. I mean, every time I watch Mike McCarthy on a sideline or at a podium, I'm shocked he coached the Packers and the Cowboys. How can you have two prestigious jobs like that and look common? He looks common. And now that he doesn't have play calling duties in Dallas and Kellen Moore's the play caller, I don't know, man. Dallas's roster just does not look impressive. I'll tell you another roster that does not look impressive. It's got to be that Patriot roster. Boy, they just do not look competitive. They just look like well-coached guys 
that are in over their head. I mean, that Patriots team will not make the postseason. Dolphins and Bills are going to come out of that division. Man, Mac Jones may may turn out to be a 2.0 version of Joe Burrow, but boy, I'll tell you, I just do not see it. I just don't see it right now. I mean, I've watched them in some controlled scrimmages too. The NFL Network gives you really great access. But dude, I saw them in that game over the weekend and I was like this, eh, you know, right? Just not very competitive. The one thing you had with the Eagles in that first series and that first sequence of, of plays, what did you have? You had energy. People wanted to get out there. You saw them in the way that they approached how they wanted to get out there and play. There was an energy in the huddle. Coach, quarterback, veterans, they wanted to play. Plus, the hey, get this. I guarantee you more people are concerned about Cam Jurgens and Jalen. 215, it was a rhythm. It was a rhythm. Eagle Man, that was a complete dirty hit on Jalen Hurts going up the sidelines. Completely late hit, and it was bullshit. Okay, now, I don't believe the head coach said, go out and take the kid out in an exhibition game. I don't believe there was any of that going on, but, I mean, you had an inex- either that or he was an inexperienced player hitting the kid because he didn't know where he was on the field. And it was totally a late hit. Cowboys and commanders will fight for the bottom of the division. I think the commanders are better than what you think they are. Overzealous? Okay. 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 Hey, by the way, at the top of the hour, again, some more takeaways I have from the game. I want to go back over some of those takeaways all the way from A.J. Brown all the way down to um, the fact that they've got to be in better shape. And what should you do this week against the Browns? Should you play Jalen Hurts? And hopefully, like I said, we're able to effort our friend Gary Cobb and hook up with Gary from Fox 29, as we always do on a Monday. How about when Hurts ran into the end zone comfortably without getting touched? That was called back. I don't know. Hertz needs to step up in the pocket more instead of bailing out in a round. Robert, it's a good observation. That's, again, first series, you know, they'll point that out in game film. He's open here. Because they don't want, I don't, hey, watch this. If I want Jalen to play 17 games, I don't want him running. Jalen Hurts will play 10 years in the NFL if he learns how to throw the ball. Jalen Hurts will play six years in the NFL if he continues to run the ball. Remember I said that. Because eventually, guess what? That hit's coming. Joe Burrow has knee surgery because he was sacked 70 times. Eventually, he was going to catch him. All law averages are going to catch you. You get hit 100 times, someone's going to do something damaging to you. 
One of those, it's inevitable. And when you play the style of play that Jalen plays, it's going to be inevitable. That's why the Eagles are hoping that the beginning of what we saw against the Jets translates into being a better passing game. They paid $100 million for a guy not to block. Okay? Deuce says, would love to see the starters for at least three possessions. That would be a better sample size for the preseason. Deuce, if they do that, I wouldn't play them in the final exhibition game then. I, I just would not. Okay? Three series? Three series is about a quarter. And by the way, the, the, the guy's not a ceramic doll. Quarterback and players get hit. So if a guy gets hit, he gets hit. Yeah, yeah, I thought RG3 was brought back too soon, more than him getting injured again. I thought it was the way they handled it. Never go with a team physician as your number one priority decision on whether or not you feel you're ready to play. He works for the owner. The owner signs checks to him. Why in the world would you trust a team doctor with your health? You wouldn't. I'm not saying they don't have the best surgeons, but I'm not going to take a guy who gets paid by Jeffrey Laurie to say whether or not I'm ready to go. He's not going to sit there and want to have a guy sitting there on the bench that he's paying $2 million a, a week for. Now, look, Jalen's a different scenario because he's not getting paid a lot. But why would you ever take a team physician's side on anything when it comes to whether or not you're ready. You wouldn't do that. Those guys are paid not by you. They're paid by the owner. There's always a conflict of interest with that. I always have thought. Hey, Big Sills, you should have put my boy on your header today, not Cam. What Cam? Oh, Cam Jordan. Cam Jurgens was, was just great. He could he 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 is everything is advertised. And again, we'll, we'll hit a little bit more up on him at, at the at the top. They get Devontae Smith back too for this week. I wonder how much he's going to. And again, you know, I heard the guy from WIP talking about the guy's short dude, how he looked great with with Jalen on Sunday. Whatever. Okay. I want to see him look good in games. Can you imagine how that offense would have looked if Devontae Smith was on the other side of A.J. Brown? Boy, that could look pretty pretty good. I'd like, to, I'd like to see that, the whole unit together. One series with all the guys in there, except for maybe Kelsey. I'd like to see everybody in there just to see how defensive guys are also going to coordinate against them. More about Jonathan Gannon also at the top of the hour, too. Smitty going for 1K this year? I don't believe it. I don't think he'll be able to. I don't think he'll. I don't, I, I don't think the numbers are going to be what you guys are thinking. I think where they're going to be effective with that passing game is red zone and what you saw with Goddard, what he did, catching that ball on the seam. That pass is going to be open 
Let me, let me, you know, it reminded me of when Goddard went in and did the helicopter touchdown jump into the end zone. Can I tell you what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Jason. Kel- it reminded me of um, Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill and Patrick Mahomes. Dude, you're so concerned about deep threats. You're so concerned about footballs being thrown down the field. You got the seam wide open. And boy, I'll tell you, man, if the guy who's going to have the big year this year, in my opinion, I think it's going to be Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard may have 100 and some odd catches and 1,100 yards. That guy's going to the Pro Bowl this year. He's going to the Pro Bowl. He is going to be Jalen Hurts' favorite target. It's not going to be A.J. A.J.'s going to be more like a decoy because everyone – and by the way, not, not a decoy you can defend in the red zone. I'm throwing that ball up to that guy in any kind of jump ball situations, and I think 9 out of 10, he's coming down with it. But if you're thinking like I've been saying to you for about a month and a half now that he's going to put 1,500 yards up, he's never done that. And he will not do that. It's not who he is. It's just not. Talking smack on what? How how does look small? Yeah. Patrick, he does. It reminds me of Bob Sanders. I think you're talking to Kobe Dean. He looks like a little dude out there. But boy, I'll tell you, man, he filled that gap. He got into that, that run gap hole, put that tight end on his back. I had no problem with how he handled That was excellent. Instead of letting that guy get up, get up in that hole like that, Kobe Dean was in there filling the gap. I saw a lot of good things, man. I did. I saw a lot of good things. Something else I want to I wanna hit on again as we get closer to the top here. The Kobe Dean is smaller than Darius Leonard, who has back trouble now. Yeah, but Lenny, when you got two defensive tackles in front of you, that are 332 pounds. And as athletic as they are in Philadelphia, okay, think about that. You got almost 700 pounds of human being in front of you. If you can't make plays with 700 pounds of dudes in front of you, you don't belong in the league. And talented guys in front of you. Okay. Sal says, best shot at 1,000, A.J. or Dallas? Dallas Goddard, Sal. I think I think those two wideouts on the perimeter are going to open up the hash mark. I, and, I just, and I think he's going to see it better. Swansky says this, what are your thoughts – on Sirianni saying Hertz leaves the pocket because people are not open, not based on the rush or happy feet. That's a bad comment. You know why? Here, I'll tell you something Bill Walsh showed me. Swansky, the one thing that Ben Roethlisberger did that was so great as a quarterback, Ben would slide in the pocket to create passing lanes 
to get guys. You know why? You know why he takes off? He hasn't learned how to get guys open yet. Same thing, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was telegraphing his his um, routes. He was telegraphing every single pass he threw in that game against the Eagles secondary. He telegraphed everything. A blind man could have read that guy. He was telegraphing everything. He looked like this, and he never looked anything off. How you get guys open? How many times do you see Brady moving his head around? Hell, in the Super Bowl, Stafford threw a pass, a no-look pass. Safeties and DBs read the quarterback's head. When you turn like this, you know what a safety in a corner going to do? When a quarterback just does this, they're going to cheat. They're going to cheat. He slides this way, I'm going to cheat. Slide this way, go back here. That's how you create passing lanes. Brady sits back in that pocket, moves around like this, moves around, is creating passing lanes. Jalen can't create passing lanes. And when you hear a coach say, well, no one's open. Well, get them open. Quarterback's responsibility is to get them open. That's pre-snap stuff. Again, that's pre-snap. Getting guys open is the quarterback's responsibility, not the wideouts. He does a 15-yard out, okay? Don't do what Zach Wilson did and telegraph it by doing this. Watch, snap. And you're sitting here watching this guy run the 15-yard out. I'm a DP. I'm going to jump or linebacker like Kaiser White. I'm going to jump the route. I'm going to jump the route. Yale's right. That's a skill that is developed with repetition. Wilson out four to six weeks. They're lucky in New York. Okay. I, I, I thought he was lost for the year because when you don't have contact injuries, man, you, you take a chance of ripping tendons and arteries and stuff like that like Bridgewater did up in Minneapolis you you usually those are catastrophic injuries they're lucky he got away with that I GG I think he's out longer too Aaron Rodgers making a living off of doing that looking away that's those are the guys. And so when Sirianni goes, well, he takes off because no one's open. Bro, quarterback's responsibility is to get your guys open. That's what a true quarterback does. He helps your players. So what? If everything's not perfect, Jalen can't find him, he takes off running? That's not advancing your passing game. That's the same shit you did a year ago, but you just look better doing it. And... It's almost an M.O. of last year. You beat the shit out of a sorry team. And when you play against good teams, they're going to figure that out. Especially good coordinators. I can't believe how bad the Jets look, too. They're terrible. Hey, I always say this. Hey, the Jets' third and fourth team, okay, they may have the best third and fourth teamers in the league. Congratulations. 
Ski says, it's so funny that everyone hated on McNabb. All the man did was win. And Hertz has done nothing. And they're in love with him. Um, I think there's great respect for Donovan McNabb today than there more was then. I don't think Donovan helped himself. Donovan McNabb, in my opinion, Ski, was petty. He was petty. And McNabb, I thought his pettiness got in his way. T.O., Deshaun Jackson, something a media guy said. That's petty shit. Means nothing in the landscape of winning ball games. His pettiness got in his way. It still does to some extent. Okay? He's, he's a petty dude. Hertz is 23 and acts more mature at 23 than McNabb ever did. Pete McNabb was a, he's a borderline Hall of Famer. He's a borderline Hall of Fame guy. Season starts today. Who starts front seven? Okay, so we're playing the Lions, right? Give me a little time to figure that one out. Hey, where was Reddick last night? Did he play? I mean, did he play on Friday? Where was Reddick? Where where did anybody see did Reddick show up anywhere? Did he even play? I didn't hear his name called at all. He didn't play? Okay. Thank God. Dan, what'd you think of Nicobe Dean? I'll do that at the top of the hour, Susan, I promise. Yeah. Oh, Reddick did play? I tell you, I didn't see it out there at all. Okay. Eagle Man says, yeah, you got to take what the defense gives you. I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know what? And I'm going to say some things that will probably help out Jonathan Gannon a little bit or kind of put maybe your, your worries a little bit at, 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 at rest a little bit when it comes to what they did in game one. Okay, okay, so Reddick was on the pressure on, on Kaiser White. Okay. Sports says you act like the defense was out there all game. No, they just ran out of gas at the end of the game and in the second half. They were out of shape. That's why the Jets came back with their third and fourth team and beat them. They were just out of shape. Then there's no getting around it. The Eagles are out of shape. There's not a player out there right now that could play. Maybe White could play a 60-minute football game right now. Got to get better reps. And that's the entire unit. Imagine Cox, Davis, and Hardgrave out there at the same time. Davis has got to be in better shape as well. Deuce says, starting seven, Hardgrave, Cox, Sweat, BG, Edwards, White, and Reddick. Boy, Reddick, I'd run right at him. If I'm, if I'm the Lions, I'd run right at Reddick. First down, first and second down, I'm going to wear him out. Fourth quarter, 
let's see if he's still pass rushing when I've run um, 15, 20 plays at him. Big sales need to show my boy Jalen some love. Okay, will you tell me then at the top of the hour here if I gave him enough love today? Jets preseason, therefore Super Bowl champs. Patrick, no, but it's a good, again, I don't, I don't, I hope I'm not, I just want it to be level-headed thinking here. Don't get too crazy here. It's the Jets. You pounded them last year with a backup quarterback. Relax. Let's get ready for the Detroit Lions. Now you got Cleveland and a controlled scrimmage here on Wednesday. And you got a game on Sunday. Okay. Hey, my friends, we're still efforting our friend Gary Cobb too from Fox 29. Hopefully we're able to connect with him. So that's still there for us. Don't forget also a little programming note. Tomorrow we'll have our friend uh, Jared Bell, Hall of Famer, USA Today Sports. He is an NFL Hall of Fame voter. He is one of the most plugged in guys there is. And then on Wednesday, we will have Joe Theismann former NFL MVP, and then on Thursday, Mike Quick will join as part of the broadcast team for the Eagles. So please hit the like button, hour number three. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
Hour three, National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sales. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much for coming aboard here on this Football Monday. Isn't it great to get football back? And so awesome. By the way, man, the fans were absolutely spectacular on Friday at Lincoln Financial. Packed. By the way, I thought almost all the facilities, you see the Raider crowd too? Almost every single stadium was packed to the hilt with football fans. I love it. Football's back. And you know why it's back? Because now the fans are not going to have to worry about COVID at all. New CDC um, guidelines came out this past Thursday. No political statement on it, but you don't have to worry about it anymore. That's according to the federal government. So now you get to be a football fan, sit in your stadium, root your favorite team on. That's football, man. There is nothing like playing in front of a great home crowd. Nothing ever takes that away. You know, man, I'm telling you, football and its fan base are just, they're interlinked. And especially when you get fan bases like the Eagle fan base, that thing was hopping. On Friday, congratulations to you. You guys are mofos, man. I mean it. Smart. You love your team. You don't put up with any bullshit. It's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. I tell you this, and you know what? Big Sills will never lie to you. Never told you I was a giant Eagle fan, okay? Never told you that. But I've become a massive fan of their fans. That's an honest comment to you big sills now he covers the eagles he's some sort of eagle no not really i'm a fan of you guys so when people say that to you oh sills no he's a fan of the no it's not the truth i've never said that i have never made that proclamation hey i'm an eagle fan i'm a fan of the fans though i'll tell you who else are underrated you know, when I got a chance to talk sports in San Diego when the Chargers were still in San Diego and they'd go over to Murphy Canyon, Nick Sirianni was there, by the way. He was a wide receiver coach for Frank Reich. Okay? He was a wide receiver coach in San Diego with Frank Reich when Frank was the OC. Dude, those fans would show up five, six, seven, eight thousand strong to training camp. Steelers got a great training camp. They do. I want to reset my takeaways from Friday's game against the Jets. Um, And let me say this to you. I started out here with this proclamation. You're better than the Dallas Cowboys. You're better than the Cowboys. So when I make these comments and it may sound, some of it, a little bit negative. You're better than Dallas. But I want you to be better than Green Bay. I want you to be better than the Rams. Those are the games you have to win the postseason. Not the Jets. And again, overall, against the Jets, I thought the frontline guys played well. I thought the offense did exactly what they wanted. I thought the plays were scripted perfectly for that style of quarterback. I thought the defense 
did a nice job. I think Gannon's still a little soft on his cornerback play. Doesn't press him. He still loves that man. Boy, he loves man coverage, doesn't he? Did bring some pressure on the white interception. Still, he loves zone coverage. He likes a slow death instead of being bled to death quick. That's what zone versus man is. Jimmy Johnson told me that. Okay? Philip Rivers was out there. Correct. Top five NFC teams. The Eagles are in there. Bucks are in there. Rams are in there. The fifth team, Vikings, Niners. Um, I can't think. Watch this. Rams, Packers, Bucks, Eagles. This is NFC. Niners, Vikings, Cardinals. It's a crapshoot for that fifth spot. Okay, it's a, it is. It's kind of like, you know. Hey, Big Sills, I think Green Bay is a bad team to compare the Eagles. Aaron Rodgers is a choker. They've won 40 football games in three years. They've beaten winning teams. Aaron Rodgers is 12 and 11 in the postseason with a Super Bowl win. Brett Favre's 13 and or 14 and 13. Peyton Manning is 13 and 12. Don't make that sound like it's a choking because all those guys have poor records. Not every everyone's comparing him to Brady and Montana. Or even Roethlisberger. Not the case. Mike Tomlin's eight and seven. In the last decade of his coaching career in the postseason. Is Mike Tomlin a poor coach? Hell, he might be even eight and nine. Hurts MVP. Beat a team that it matters first still. Then we'll start talking, okay? I thought the team looked good. But I'm not giving you credit for beating the Jets. Gardner Minshew did that. Why are you so surprised that Jalen play? You know, is it me? But you guys are more surprised and euphoric on how he played than I am. And I expect you to play like that versus him, whereas it surprises you. Why? How come that surprises you? I expected him to play like that. How come you're more euphoric about it? And you're more over the top about beating the Jets than I am. Why? That's something he's you should be expecting against bad teams. That team will win four games this year, that Jets team. Yeah, I, I got a feeling that I got a feeling that. This may be a really rocky year here for Mike Tomlin. Ruez, listen, do I think that, remember what I said, I started this hour by saying you're better than Dallas. Remember I said that. React Sports says, because you talk shit 
What's changed? It's the freaking Jets. No surprise, but if it was bad, you all be all over us, Sills. No. I would be saying this. You can't play poorly against bad teams and expect to beat good teams. Oh my God, I, I can't believe how many people like to be patted on the back for doing what's expected. Jesus criminy, are you people soft? Holy cow. More people want to get patted on the back for doing what's common than anything in today's sports world that I've ever seen in the past. You want to be given kudos for beating shitty teams. How is that possible? Don't you want to be elite? Don't you want to be elite? Elite teams don't give themselves medals of valor for beating the Jets. Okay? Mitchell Trubisky will win 12 games. The kid Pickett looked good. I thought the kid Kenny Pickett looked pretty good, man. I tell you, the Steeler fans loved him. Let's go back and reset here. My takeaways, Jalen Hurts commanded the huddle, did a great job on the drives. I didn't like now that I hear that Nick Sirianni says, well, Jalen takes off when he can't find anyone open. Dude, get people open. That's your responsibility to get people open. You have to get people open, okay? And not the best thing I heard all day out of the coach, but okay. Jordan Davis is going to be, without a doubt, in my opinion, a force. If he can continue to get in shape. Okay. As he went on, he you can see his gas can got emptied. Played high, got knocked off the ball a little bit. But the first part of the game, and that's why they came back on the Eagles, by the way, first part of the game, he was dominating at the line of scrimmage, creating a second line of scrimmage in the backfield. You saw him really commanding the one gap and the way he handled the two gap. He was really great inside there. GG, six for six, 80 yards, one touchdown, 158 QB rating on one series against the Jets starters. Congratulations. Gardner Minshew was 20 of 25 for 252 yards and two touchdowns last year in a game that mattered. What are you telling me, Gigi? Great. And? <laughs> Eagles secondary. Has to watch guys falling on first down. Hey, Big Sills, I need you to put a Jalen Hurts cutout in your background. He beats the Cowboys in week six, I will. Okay? Week six, he beats the Cowboys. I will do that, I promise you. I'll tell you, let me, let me, let me fast forward to Jonathan Gannon here. Um, (laughs) 
React Sports, Sills, the Eagles still starting two and four. I don't see anything that's changed my opinion on it. I want to see you beat the Vikings, Washington, the Cardinals, and the Cowboys. There's no team in there except the Lions that are as bad as the Jets. There's no team going into week seven by that's in the Jets league except the Lions. The rest of them will all be battling except for the Jags for a playoff spot. Vikings will be battling for a playoff spot. Washington will be. Cardinals will be and the Cowboys will be. See what happens. You have got to beat a team with a winning. We have, you have to beat a team that's a playoff team. Jalen Hurts has not beat a playoff team yet. Dan, whoever said that is full of shit. Nick never said that. All winnable games, I agree. All around auto service is all pumped up over his Jets win. Congratulations. I want you to be. Okay. Here's one thing about Jonathan Gannon. Gannon's got kind of a tough role here. Follow me here. You got the Lions that are watching every single thing that he's doing. Everything he's doing. The Lions are breaking down what they did versus the Jets. He can't be showing massive disguise coverages or complex blitzes or even how they're going to play in rotation versus the front seven. So he's got to kind of play a game a little bit because what he doesn't want to get into now is trends. You don't want to go into that game against the Lions with a trend that you're doing this on first and second down. Gannon likes to bring pressure on third down and third and five. Because you got a nerd sitting here going like this. Every third and five, every third and five, every third and five. Second and two, second and two. And they're putting these plays here. And you know what this geek's doing? He's going to create a trend chart. And they're going to try to create a trend chart and they're going to go off the final four games of last year and the preseason games, and they're going to put a game chart together and a tendency chart together on how Gannon was using his base defense and now with the new components and pieces, how he's trying to fit them in. And what they're trying to get is, just like with an offensive coordinator, they're trying to get a rhythm of how he likes to look at formations, strong set, brown set, I formation, jet sweeps. What does he do at the minus 50? Uh, what does he do on plus 45? What does he do in the red zone? What does he do with the offense with their backs against the goalpost? Does he bring pressure? Does he set the edges? All of that. People are sitting down putting, they're putting trend charts together. Okay, so what you don't want to get caught up in is looking at your players so much because Detroit is game planning you. They've already got this film and they're, they're cutting it up. By the way, Dan Campbell and that defensive staff of his, they're already going to be, in my opinion, 
they're going to be jamming Dallas Goddard at the line of scrimmage. Dallas Goddard was, you could see, he was looking at him a lot. They're going to make Jalen hit them Y and Zs. And get this, they want Jalen to run. They're going to make Jalen run. They're going to make him run. He's got to sit back there and win from the pocket, which he has not shown a propensity to do yet. So that's what they're doing. That's how you're game planning him. I'm not saying whether or not it's something, whether if I like him or not, they're going to set the edges. They're going to double. The guy that I'm doubling, I'm doubling the tight end because that's the guy he sees the most. He's right there on the line of scrimmage. It's either going to be block and release or release. Okay, stay in. Max protection, max release, get up, and he's going to hit him over the top. You're going to put a linebacker on that guy. Maybe even over the top safety. The only person I like, I like that kid, that running back they have. Okay, that that third-ranked O-line they have. I like that third-ranked O-line. They got a good-looking O-line. They got a good tight end, too, also. The kid from Iowa in Detroit. I noticed they had Sanders making catches on option routes. Q says that Hertz was throwing darts. Okay. Against the Jets, congratulations. Yeah. So Gannon's got to be careful. Okay. Philly, pro football focus has ranked the Detroit Lions offensive line, the third best O-line in pro football. Not me. Pro football focus has the Lions ranked third. Um. I, I, I'm hearing name that Jamison Williams. I don't think he's ready to go for week one. I don't think he's ready to go. Cam Jurgens is ready to go. Cam Jurgens was really good. Shockingly good. I mean, shockingly good. I I I I was taken how he how he, he's a bigger Jason Kelsey. Commanded the old line. I thought he set the fronts well. I thought he I thought he passed protect well. I thought he run blocked well. I thought he did everything well, man. And I really I I I was pleasantly surprised on how good he looked. I thought the moment might get him a little bit. Now you're starting in a position with one of the best, if not the best offensive line in the NFL. Man, Jeff Stoutland has done a whale of a job with him. Got his hands up quick, snapped the ball. There was, and get this, there were no issues on center quarterback exchange. Fantastic job by both men. Really good. I I just, the way he played, him, him, him and Jordan Davis and Kaiser White, Stuck out the most to me and how well they played and as physical as they played. Yeah, Jerkins, you could tell he's – imagine this. So you're being coached by Jeff Stoutland and Jason Kelsey. Jesus, criminy. And I'll tell you something else. If I was Howie Roseman, 
I'd keep Jason Kelsey around in my organization for a little bit. I'd have him as my assistant O-line coach to Jeff Stoutland. I don't know if that's something Jason Kelsey wants to do, but if he really had a say, like they're saying he had a say, and getting that kid in the building, man, he knows talent just like the O-line coach does. That's fantastic stuff, man. And, and name that's 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 a good call too. You're you're going against Fletcher Cox and you're going against Jordan Davis in practice like that, and you're pass protecting against those guys. They're gonna get you ready, ain't they? That's a good. Hey, look at how he's drafted the last two years. Pretty damn good, man. Dan, would you trade Dillard for Kareem Hunt? Boy, man, I'll tell you something. The Browns need old linemen too, don't they, Mike? Dillard for Kareem Hunt? I think Kareem Hunt's a little bit more productive. Boy, I'd love Kareem Hunt in the backfield with Jalen. You put Kareem Hunt behind Jalen Hurts with A.J. Brown and with Devontae Smith. Holy cow. Would that be a tough, tough assignment? That would be a tough assignment. If you put that guy back there, boy, a guy who could catch the rock, could get you 13, 1,200 yards, something like that, man, I'd really be interested in that. I don't think, I don't think I'd be more than wanting to – Dillard, Dillard's fighting for his career right now. And Kareem Hunt is being underutilized in Cleveland. It's Nick Chubb's job. Getting Hunt just adds pressure to, to Hurts. So what, man? Good. I said this to start the show off in the first hour, and I want to reiterate it, and I want to hit this on the head here. Dude, this A.J. Brown kid. This guy looks like he wants to be in a fist fight every time he steps on the field. I love it. Holy cow. This guy's a shit-talking, hard-working, every-down guy. This dude takes no downs off. Play away from you, he's still going to look the – he looks, how about this? He's one of the few offensive players I've ever seen at that position that looks for contact. He's looking for contact. He's looking to hit you. You don't have your head on a swivel? This dude's going to knock the chicklets out of your face. This guy here, I was impressed with him. You know, I watch wide receivers when the ball's not going to them. I want to see what they do. When it comes to being a team guy, Randy Moss used to take plays off and float around. Play didn't come to him. He didn't give a shit. That's not AJ Brown. (laughs) That dude's looking for a fight every time he steps out there, man. Very impressive. Name goes DBs hate physical. That's why they hated Irvin. Michael Irvin was exactly like that, man. Him, he'd be going up against Neus Williams and shit like that. By the way, we apologize, and hopefully um, we're going to be able to catch up with Gary Cobb. Gary's usually very reliable, so we hope nothing has happened. So um, I'm sure we'll get Gary on 
If it's not by the end of this show, I'm sure we'll get him on tomorrow. Tomorrow, by the way, Jared Bell from USA Today, Hall of Fame voter, and one of the most respected men in broadcasting, too. So hopefully we're able to do all that there, too. So we appreciate everybody stepping in with us. Um, Yeah, man. That guy plays like his hair is on fire. All right. As advertised, this is very good. I am excited to talk to my friend Gary Cobb. Gary joins us now here on the National Football Show. And I'll tell you, Gary, I know things in Philadelphia right now are awful busy right now with everything that's going on. Um, just your t- – hopefully we're – okay, okay. I think we had him there for a little bit. Let's see if we can connect there again. Let's see if we can connect. Yeah, I saw somebody say that A.J. Brown is potentially a Michael Irvin-type clone there. Gary, how you doing, my friend? Good, good. How are you? Hey, man, get this. Must be busy right now in Philly with these Eagles and everybody's hype. Give me your takeaways from Friday's game. Well, I thought the first thing, of course, uh, that everybody talks about is, is Jalen Hurts. Uh, he played very well, and he came out. I uh, made some good decisions with the football. I thought. Uh, on the first pass that he completed, he rolled to his right, and rather than just tuck that ball and start running, he was looking downfield and he was able to connect with Quez Watkins. And, and that was really uh, the play, that I think, that got everything going because when Jalen is playing like that, where he's looking to throw the ball rather than just run, you know, I, I thought that that was a great play. It was a great throw. And he made some good decisions. I thought the next play, he threw the check down to Miles Sanders. If he will just take what defensive defenses give him, you know, this offense is going to be effective. So I thought he really kind of got things going. And uh, just to see him play like that, he was six for six. And uh, for about 80 yards, if he's going to play like that. I tell you, they're going to be tough to beat. Absolutely. Here, here, let me, let me throw Jordan Davis at you. I'll tell you. You know what I loved about him, Gary? He was setting a new line of scrimmage, but as you saw his reps go up and you saw him playing a little more, I thought his conditioning was a little bit of an issue too because he started playing high a little bit. And I think this is not just a Jordan Davis issue. I kind of thought that the the whole team had a little bit of a conditioning issue because, you know, they're not really conditioning a lot. When you're playing, when you're practicing only for an hour and a half, and I don't want to lead the question here, but I thought Jordan Davis was dominant, but I, I, I thought his conditioning was an issue for me a little bit. Well, you know, it was an, an issue that I saw when he first worked out when he, when he first came here. I think it's better than it was, uh, but you know, I'm out there. I see them. You know, they practice an hour. Everybody walks in. You know, I mean, there's nobody out there running. You know, maybe every now and then there might be somebody out there running, but. For the most part, they don't do conditioning at the end of practice, and they don't practice that long. So if a guy's not going to do some extra, a big guy like uh, Davis, he, he needs to be doing something specifically for conditioning because he's so big uh, that, uh, you know, getting in shape is, is something that's not easy to do. Uh, but I can tell you that I, I think the kid is going to be a force, though, in the league because he, he he's a beast. He's so strong. And, and plus, the kid can run. I'll tell you, Gary, he reminded me of a Dominic and Sue in Detroit. I mean, that, you know, grabbing the center, getting a new line of scrimmage. I'll tell you, man, he gets that conditioning down, and he could play around 60 snaps. 
like you said, he could be a force. Nicobe Dean, Gary, I'll tell you this. I saw him out there on the field. He's a little dude. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, man, he blew that tight end up in that fit. And he, I'll tell you what, man, he knows where to go to the ball. You can see he reads his keys. And when you have 700 pounds in front of you, that's going to make your life a lot easier. But I really liked what I saw with Kobe Dean. Well, you know, the thing that I've seen in practice, nearly every play, the last step he takes, he's taking it towards where the ball is going. And, and the kid has a great sense of what play. You know, he's able to look at the formation and look at the, uh, the, the offensive linemen, the way their stances and things. And he's got to feel where the ball is going because I see it nearly every time the kid takes a step and that step where he took is where the ball is going. So he's got a great feel for the game. Very smart, way beyond his years when it comes to his understanding of the game because he understands, you know, formations. He understands what teams like to do. And you can see he's got a great feel for the game. So uh, it's going to be exciting. But he is small out there. You can see him out there. He looks yeah, like he looks like five standards out there. I mean, but you 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 really hit on it there. I mean, no false steps. You know, linebackers and young linebackers, they have false steps because they don't trust their keys. Yeah, and he he reads the technique, and you can see he's got faith in his ability there. I'll tell you somebody else, Gary. I said he's the best player in camp. This Kaiser White, he is a ball player, man. I mean, runs to the ball. Yep. And and Zach Wilson was telegraphing the routes the entire time that he was healthy in there. I mean, Gary, yeah. he's like this. Kaiser White went, you ain't doing that to me, son. That's he right. That route on his ass. He's a hell of a pickup. Well, you know, that's the thing I, I've noticed about some of the guys they picked up. You know, just listening to them talk, first looking at them practice, then listening to them talk. You know, they've got some adults in the room, meaning that, you know, these guys are professionals. Uh, the same thing, you know, with the BlackBerry, you know. Uh, you you got a guy that's a student of the game, uh, very professional about what he's doing. He's, he's going to sit down. He's going to look at hours of film of the other team study what they like to do, and then he's talking to his teammates about it. And that's what I like about both White and Blackberry. You know, they're veteran players that are seasoned and they're professionals. It's going to make a young, the younger players, going to make them better. And it's great to have these type of guys. Normally, you don't see these guys changing teams, though. And that's what uh, was special. I, I got to give Howie a lot of credit. He made some great moves during the offseason. How about this, though, Gary? And tell me if I, if you think I'm wrong on this, but Jonathan Gannon, man, still um, no press coverage. This dude loves that zone. And yeah. I'm like this, man. There's still five yards. They're not as deep as they were a year ago. They're a little mm. tighter. But, Gary, again, man, I mean, look, I, 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 I could see him trying to bring some pressure. And I know this, too, Gary. He doesn't want a game plan and get a trend chart going for Detroit so that they can get a trend chart going on what he wants to do with the front seven and the secondary and disguise coverages. I get you have to kind of have an equal balance of that. But, dude, still a little bit fundamentally, give me your thoughts on Jonathan Gannon, too, and how you think he's going to approach this season. Well, you know, I, I feel good about him because I see him out here at practice. Uh, at the practices, he's more aggressive. And okay. so I, I don't think he wants to show anything. But I know he's been giving the Eagles offense headaches at practice hmm. with the different looks. So hopefully that's what we're going to see when they get to uh, they get to Detroit. 
but I, I'm, I feel confident about that because I've seen him do so much more out there. Last year, you know, I was concerned about him, but I, I think things are going to work out. He's got a veteran group. These guys, are, you know, are smart players, and I, I think they're going to be able to handle, you know, a a, um, a more advanced defensive scheme because you got to take things away. You got to be showing different looks. If you don't do that in the NFL, you, you don't give yourself a chance because the good quarterbacks will pick you apart if you're going to play a simple zone, uh, simple man-to-man, -man, and you're not going to mix things up and come after them sometimes. And really, you got to disguise. That's something that you have got to do. You have got to disguise what you're in. And they've got the veteran players to be able to do that. So uh, I'm expecting to see that when the, when the season starts. I will give them a break during the preseason, but we definitely better better see uh, a complicated scheme uh, during the regular season. Two more questions for you, Gary. And I know it's set to be screaming at you too if he doesn't see that at the beginning of the season here. I'll That's tell right. You, this Camp Jurgens kid, boy, I'll tell you, man, he is everything is advertised. Yeah. Getting up in the second level, he's almost like a bigger Jason Kelsey. Uh, pancaking guys, jumping on him. I mean, set the odd and even lines for pass protection. I mean, I'll tell you, I I thought there'd be a problem maybe with center uh, quarterback exchange because he hasn't been a starter. I was pretty impressed with this kid. Is this what you saw in camp? Well, I saw some of that, uh, but, you know, uh, I could see the athlete he was, uh, the way I could see him over there. He's talking to uh, Kelsey and he's making sure that, you know, he's taking notes and, He's making sure he's on top of everything. Uh, but I, I didn't expect him to play that well. I mean, he's getting down there to the second level, and and he's he's playing, like you said, a bigger Kelsey, where he he's a good athlete. I didn't realize he was that fast. But uh, he's he's going to be really a big plus uh, if you got a guy playing on, on at that kind of level. The way that, that he was getting out, he was uh, engaging guys and then getting uh, downfield and blocking for uh, guys on the screen and things like that. That's a lot for a, um, a first-year guy and in his first game. You can see why uh, they grabbed him. And really, uh, you know, Kelsey played a big role in, in picking the kid out and really uh, scouting him. And he clearly, he, he's got a clone, just a bigger guy than him. Because of the, or last question here, because of the organized team scrimmage on Wednesday, would you play the starters on Sunday? I probably wouldn't. Uh, I, I would, you know, it, it, and really that probably would have something to do with how they play. But um, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to keep on playing guys too much because, you know, uh, you saw what happened on uh, on Friday with, um, with Jalen going out of bounds and the guys hits him on his chin. You know, if, if you have a key player go down, uh, you know, it could really hurt you, you know. And so I, I don't know if I want to see the guys play too much. Usually, you know, a a, um, a good, you know, quarter usually is, you know, what we used to do back in the day. You know, if a guy could go in there and get a qu good quarter, if and it was a good quarter, then that would pretty much do it. A lot of the guys that were uh, seasoned players wouldn't have to keep on playing during the preseason. So they're only going to play – it's only going to be two more games, so – uh, I would have no problem just, just sitting those guys down. Okay. Tomorrow, yes or no, is Jalen Rager an eagle? I, I think so. 
You know, I, I think so. But, I, I, you know, I can't really say because I wouldn't be shocked if somebody were to scoop him up because he's been looking very good at camp. You think they cut him tomorrow or not? You think no, they're, they're not going to cut him, no. I, I oh, you don't think, think they cut him. him at all? He makes the team. Oh, uh, he will either make the team or get traded somewhere. He, he okay. just looked too good to cut. They okay. can't cut him. So no he's way, no way okay. they cut him. Uh, there's a rumor the out there, he showed too, out Gary. here, he's shown his speed, like he's been able to get deep. He's running his routes. He's catching the ball. He's had an outstanding camp. I don't see any way they could cut him. And there's also some rumors out there that Denver made a call on Friday for Jalen Rager. So some teams are looking around, just not for Jalen Rager, but other teams are looking around for wide receivers. Gary, I appreciate it, man. I mean, it was a good start. Let's see what they do against Cleveland. Thank you, my friend. All righty. Have a good one. You got it. That is Gary Cobb from Fox 29. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
Welcome back. National Football Show with your boy, Big Sales. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much for coming aboard. Don't forget, tomorrow we will have Jared Bell, Hall of Fame voter, USA Today columnist for the National Football League. Tomorrow we'll have him at, I believe, 430. Then on Wednesday, we will have Joe Theismann. Then Mike Quick will join us on Thursday. As I said, please hit the like button. All right, well, let me ask you guys, since we've gone over all this, what would your performance grade be for the team's effort? You notice one thing that I did, and I'm so happy that one person did this today. Nobody posted a score. Good for you. You got to look beyond the score, okay? Especially in exhibition football with so many teams, right? I watched that Chicago Bears team. And I said this and kind of jokingly, I said this, the Bears have the best third and fourth team players in the NFL. They played well in the second half, but that's a horrible roster. Bears aren't going anywhere with that roster. And you can never tell if Justin Fields is a good player or not. You'll, you'll never know in Chicago. My opinion, okay, my opinion, Chicago's not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. And in my also opinion, they're destroying any chance that that uh, Justin Fields is going to have any kind of success in Chicago. Um, Eagle, Eagle man, I think Pascal's in a good situation. Coach liked you. He made a trade for you. He personally went after and got you. I think he's in a good position. Personally, I think he's the fourth wideout. First cuts are tomorrow. First cuts are tomorrow. Um, Mike says, I love Nick Sirianni's fire. You know, I, I, I always wonder Mike, when people say that about a coach and here's one thing, Mike, why I don't like coaches with too much. Watch this. How many people like Nick Sirianni's fire when Jalen got knocked out on the sidelines? He didn't get knocked out, but you know, the guy was trying to knock him out. How many people like that? Here's what I like in a coach. I like this. The coach never gets too high when it's going great. And he never gets too low when it's too low. I don't need an emotional roller coaster coach. I need a coach that's on an even keel every single time when it's going good, when it's going bad. Now, again, that was a different situation. One of his players got mugged on the sidelines. Okay? Nick wasn't running down the sidelines like a Sean McVay and giving high five. I, it's a difference. I, and I'm not saying he wasn't doing that, but I like even keel coaches. Let me be the emotional dude. It totally was yellow cheap shot. It was a cheap shot. Overzealous. Stephen Tony Dungy, that's exactly correct. Dungy had a personality where he never let anything. Andy reads a lot like that. Andy reads a lot like that. You know, doesn't let shit get too out of hand, and doesn't let like the little things like you know sit there and drive him insanity. You know, I mean, how many times we see that in certain coaches? Yeah, Mike, I think. Mike, I think if you're using it on that situation where his guy got blown up and it was shot, you're right. You're right. That's 
the coach's emotion in that, hey, man, and, and, and it was more aimed at the head coach of the Jets, but what the head coach of the Jets, I'm sure, was not saying take out Jalen Hurts in an exhibition game. I find that hard to believe. So, I mean, was it kind of more for the camp? So you think Robert Saley is telling, hey, psst, take out Hurts third play of the game when he's running up the sidelines. I don't believe that went on. What's the point of it? Dan, so what you're saying is you didn't like Jimmy Johnson. I don't remember Coach Johnson ever blowing gaskets on the sideline when his team was going too um, crazy. Or when his team was getting killed, he would get in someone's ass. Okay? Coach Johnson wasn't like that on the sidelines. He never called a play ever on the sidelines. Okay? Oh, Wow. Xander says the kid, uh, Quincy, has the same agent as Jalen Hurts. I bet that'll make for a nice call. Uh, They probably know one another. Seals, was that you tweeting during the show, or do you have a social media guy? No. you. Hey, do I have a social media guy? Gaming. I'm glad that you think highly of Big Seals, but... Big Sills does not have a social media. Uh, I probably should, though. I probably should have a social media expert. <laughs> I probably should. Okay. Hey, Steve. Steve says I say the head coach of the Jets' name wrong every time. Steve. After this year, it won't matter. <laughs> Steve, it won't matter after this year. Jimmy used to throw the headset on the field. He always was snapping. Really? Matt, Maggie. I like that guy. <laughs> what do you do if Jalen doesn't develop as a passer and we make it to the NFC Championship game? Well, you do what the Broncos did. You move off of Tebow. But remember, when you move off of Tebow, you better have Peyton Manning. You see what's going on in Baltimore? You know what I'm hearing in Baltimore? Lamar Jackson's not signing a contract with them. He gave him until Friday put a deal on the table, the Sean Watson deal. And then he said he's shutting it down. He's going to gamble on himself. Former consensus, most valuable player. Guys won a ton of games, led the NFL in passing yards. Is going to be potentially on the open market. I'm not saying shit because it's August 15th and I don't want to say anything. But all I'm saying is, what was Xander and I saying after every month, after every Sunday with Lamar Jackson last year? Man. <laughs> man. Woo! Man, that guy can play. That guy can play. Woof. Man, can that guy play? 
Tyler Van Dyke. Told you, man. He's going to the Giants. I already worked it out for you guys. <laughs> Listen, Isaiah. Sign and trade. I'll give him $260 million fully guaranteed right now. Get this. And you have – so you tell me this. Wait a minute. So if Lamar Jackson doesn't sign the deal, would you make a run at Lamar Jackson even if Jalen takes your team to the NFC Championship game? Watch this one. Watch how many people – I can't I, – watch this one. I'll take a good replacement for Minshew. Thought you didn't like Lamar's style. No, Ernest. I said this. I don't like his style. But I also said, here's a guy that won against Patrick Mahomes. And last year's game against the Chiefs, he beat him. He finally won a game that mattered. Jalen Hurts ain't beating the Chiefs. (laughs) He ain't beating the Chiefs, dude. (laughs) A team ain't beating the Bills. <laughs> he ain't beating the Bills. You can't beat a 45-year-old Brady who's on a sabbatical. Hey, man, I heard some really awful stuff, man. I hope it's not true about Brady. I hope Giselle and him are cool because I would hate to think that you sacrificed one season of football for your marriage. I hope that ain't true. I'm just saying, I really hope that's not true. Can you imagine Lamar Jackson in the NFC with the landscape on what it'll be after Aaron Rodgers and uh, Brady retire? Who would be the best quarterback? Who would be the best quarterback in the NFC better than Lamar Jackson? Let me think. Kyler Murray? No. Who, Matthew Stafford? Okay, Maybe. Trey Lance over Lamar Jackson? Eh, I don't think so. Uh, dude, that guy's going to get $260 million guaranteed. And get this, you don't have to worry about that guy trolling Instagram like Ben Simmons and Deshaun Watson. You ain't got to worry about any of that. This guy's a good dude, man. Jalen Hurts. Steven goes, I'll take Jalen over Lamar Jackson. Really? I, I'm sorry. I'm laughing at you, man. I can't. I can't hide my, my emotions on that one. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, I'll take Jalen over Lamar Jackson. Oh. <laughs> man. Seals, you think Brady will be back? Hey, Ryan. Hey, uh, Xander. Jimmy Garoppolo to the Bucks. Still in play. Brady might retire. Let's see if Brady comes back. Kyle Trask played pretty well. I thought Kyle Trask looked pretty good over the weekend. I watched a little bit of that Buccaneer game. I thought Kyle Trask looked pretty good. Put him in some situations, too, where he took some pressure. I thought he moved around in the pocket well. I liked him. 
I don't think he's Garoppolo-ish, but I, I thought he did pretty well, man. I like to see him with some more. GT, I think I think Trask looked good, man. I mean, I love his story too. Dan Shores Parks, yeah, man. I I I thought he was going to write a soliloquy on Sunday that Devontae and Jalen are back married again, and I I thought this was going to be like a sonnet, and we were going to get like some poetry. I thought like Shakespeare was getting ready to be read to me, and the WIP. Um, Twitter page. I was like, wow, man, here comes a soliloquy. Did you see my guy? With my guy. The two of them just playing pitch and catch. They're at the Novacare Center. I was like, wow. <laughs> Holy cow, man. It was like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, Dana Shore. Par- Dana Shore Parks was like, I was... I was like, unbelievable, man. Yeah, can you believe it? Devontae and Jalen back again, together. Loving one another again on the football field. Okay. <laughs> a pop champagne here. I know, Yale, he's a gator. I get it. I know it's hard for me to have those words come out of my mouth about a gator guy playing well. I get it. I hate even saying the word Gator. Lamar will never win a Super Bowl, but Jalen will. Oh, okay. <laughs> Smitty, a thousand yards. Hey, at Hurt Ceiling, who do you compare him to? Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> Hurts is ceiling. Tyrod Taylor. That's who I compare him to. Tyrod Taylor. That's who he is. Hey, you can win. I think you can win. I, I watch this. I think this Joe Jacoby Brissett's going to win some games in Cleveland. I like him, man. He was a starter in Indianapolis, too. He won games for Frank Wright. Won games down in um, Miami last year. Jalen Waddle liked him. Waddle ended up with over 104 catches. I like I, I like Jacoby Brissett. He could play, man. Hey, can you imagine this too? You know how they give Bill Belichick shit about quarterbacks? So think about this, for instance. So Belichick drafted Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett, Mac Jones, and Tom Brady. All four of these dudes potentially could be starters in the league, three or four of them are going to be. Jacoby's probably going to start, too, the season. Four guys he had. Get this. Except for Mac, he had all three of them dudes in the same quarterback room. You can talk to me about Nikhil Harry. This guy drafted three starting quarterbacks. What general manager, how he hasn't drafted one yet that he was in love with and that he stuck with. The rest of them, he shipped out of town. I mean, hasn't been right on a QB yet, has he? I compared Tyler Van Dyke to a bag I just threw in the bin. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Cleveland, 
it's going to be interesting to see, man, what they do. I, hey, listen, I, here, just so you know, I wouldn't play Jalen or any of these guys in Sunday. Okay, I saw enough, all I needed. Plus, you're going to get organized team practices on Wednesday and scrimmages. There's no need for it now. You got them, they're reps. Plus, you can't have anything happen to Jalen Hurts as you get ready for the upcoming season. Absolutely not. Would I play him? I, I would play um, my defensive guys, but in a vanilla. Against Cleveland, I might show a little more in the scrimmages, but I am not in any way showing Detroit what I'm going to do this coming season if I'm Jonathan Gannon. All right, I want to thank Gary Cobb for coming aboard. Xander, you were awesome. Tomorrow, Jared Bell from USA Today NFL. We'll talk with him on what he sees with the Eagles and also around the league in the NFC East. Don't forget, Joe Theismann will join us on Wednesday, and then Mike Quick will join us on Thursday. Please hit the like button. We appreciate all of you. Can't wait to we see you tomorrow on a Tuesday going 3-6. to six. Keep it here on the National Football Show, and we'll see you on the flip side.